And welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's doing good. Hope everyone's having a magical week. And we're back. Another episode. Last episode was a fun one. Probably my favorite one so far, both just kind of going through and researching and recording and listening back. Um, The last episode was all about the top 10 Walt Disney World attraction characters. Got a lot of positive feedback from you guys. Uh, a bunch of you guys, you know, shared the episode on on your stories and tagged me and let me know like what you thought, who your favorite characters were, etc. And uh, I appreciate that. Got to, you know, I love hearing feedback from you guys, especially when it's good feedback. Disney just recently, I believe this week, within the last few days, finished their list of their 50 um, characters that are getting statues at the parks. Um, you know. I haven't gone through the whole list, but I did read a little bit that I think there was only two, like, park or attraction characters. The rest were, like, movie characters and classic characters. Uh, So I can't wait to go through that list. And I would love to make my own, you know, top 50. That's a lot. Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't want to bore you guys going through 50, you know, characters. But I'd love to do something like that, whether it's a list, whether it's, like, a, um, a, a character fantasy draft. You know, something like that I'm definitely interested in um, working on. No new reviews this week. However, I did get a a rating. I got my first ever one-star rating. Hmm. Now, I don't know how to feel about this. Um, You know, like I say on every episode, you know, please go and and rate and review in the iTunes store. And I'm not going to sit here and just, you know, uh, beg you to give me five-star ratings and stuff. Like, I, I would rather have honesty... Um, I will say the one star, uh, I feel like minimum, if you're a Disney fan listening to this, I feel like the minimum should be like two, you know, even if you don't, you know, agree with what I'm saying or you hate my voice, I feel like two, if you're a true Disney fan and not a troll, uh, is, is fine in the minimum. But, you know, I think what bothers me the most is that they didn't leave a review, you know, so I don't know if it was just someone who just wanted to give me a one star. Did they even listen? You know, if, if it's really that bad, you know. Uh, leave me a review if you're listening. Uh, leave me a review and, and and your thoughts on why it's so bad. And you know that's I, you know that that doesn't bother me personally. I get it. Um, you know, and maybe that would help me improve on some things. You know, I'm I'm an amateur podcaster. I uh, I don't have a studio and professional editors or you know anything like that. I just do this for the fun of it. You know, I've said it multiple times. I just love talking Disney, and this just kind of gives me a, an outlet to express my opinions on Disney. It gives you know, I believe you guys an outlet to express your opinions too. So that's my thoughts on that. Uh, that being said, if you do want to leave me a five-star rating and review, I'll be sure to shout you out on the next episode. But for today's episode, we're going to be talking Disney World books. You know, I'm, I'm not the biggest reader in the world. I used to love reading as a kid, but I will say I've always had a soft spot for books about Disney World, whether it's books about Walt, books about the creation of Disney World, anything like that is going to be on the table. I'm just going to kind of go through and talk about some of my favorites, which ones I used to love as a kid, which ones I like now, and we'll get into all of that. And if you guys are readers too, maybe we can, you know, uh, exchange suggestions and uh, I can get some, some good reading material from you guys. All right, here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad 
now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Like I said in the intro, I'm not the biggest reader in the world. Um, you know, I was I was really into reading when I was a kid, uh, especially around like middle school. I used to love reading books as many as I could. You know, times were a little different back then. We didn't have uh, the technology and ease of technology as we uh, as we do today. You know, don't get me wrong. I still had you know PlayStation Two and a computer with dial-up internet and stuff, but it definitely wasn't how it is now. So I used to really get into reading books and, you know, it was basically like, you know, watching a new show or a new movie. Like that's what books were. Uh, so, you know, there was a stretch there where I read literally everything uh, as a kid. And even as a kid, I always loved Disney type books. Now, whether if I was, you know, a, a small child, you know, reading like the classic Disney animated movie books, you know, like Aladdin, Lion King, classic stories like Peter Pan and, um, Cinderella like I always had those as a kid and you know my my mom or dad would read to me when I was younger um, and then even like uh, in like my teenage years I would you know go to the bookstore yes we had those like Borders or uh, Barnes and Noble uh, before every family vacation to Disney uh, my mom would let me pick out a book to read for you know the airplane or if we had downtime but usually just for the airplane now, when I got a little older, like 15, 16, 17, I would always try to get a new video game, you know, for my PSP or whatever, or a, a, a new movie to watch on a portable DVD player for the airplane instead. But there was, you know, back in the day, I'd, I'd try to pick out a, a book. And I'd usually end up picking out some sort of sports book, whether it was like Cubs related or, you know, wacky basketball facts, or I would just read anything sports related. But I would always love going to the bookstore and checking out the travel section and what they had on Disney World. I think if if you're like me, you know what I'm talking about, Borders or Barnes and Noble or whatever, like they had a section, it was always like US travel. And in that section, they'd have all the Disney planning books. It was, I wanna say the big one is what, Burn Bombs? Is, is that the one? I know there's a few, but every year they would release, you know, a new copy. It'd be, you know, like, you know, Walt Disney World 2021. You know, those go back, I have, I have books from, so many years 2008 1998 2000 like they would just print them out every year and just update you know the prices the times you know whatever disney added they would add to the books and i'd always love and checking those out and i wouldn't buy to we wouldn't buy them at the time because we you know we already knew what was there we knew what to expect like I think we maybe have bought some when I was younger and, you know, we'd only been to Disney a few times, but by the time it was like the mid 2000s, we knew what to expect. Like we didn't have to buy those types of books. But around that point is when I feel like they started adding a lot more to that section. We started seeing books on hidden Mickeys, started seeing books on, on money saving tips, started seeing books on Disney World trivia and facts and stuff like that. And it really felt like the Disney section started to grow. Now, the first ever book I remember buying on Walt Disney World was a Hidden Mickey book. Me and my sister, I think we split it. We're like, let's get this Hidden Mickey book. You know, it's so cool. It was new. 
and you know we can we can read it and bring it to the parks with us and we'll be able to find and point out every single hidden mickey there was like we were so pumped about that and you know this topic could probably be its own episode and maybe we'll get to that down the road but hidden mickeys you know back in the early 2000s mid 2000s era like that was a big deal that was huge like people really went out of their way to try and point them out and find them and you know i'm not too sure if it's if if it's that popular now you know maybe it still is with kids but even like back then like my parents would you know try to point them out and find them with us so we were so excited about that that book and that's exactly what we did we read it we brought it into the park with us you know waiting in line like oh splash mountain says there's one here and we'd be able to point it out and you know we felt so cool that we knew where the hidden mickeys were the ones that people couldn't find or didn't notice so that was a, that was so much fun doing and you know that was kind of where like my love of disney books kind of started so you know after this hidden mickey book like we were hooked me and my sister on, on the disney books and the next one we got was some sort of like disney world you know random facts and trivia type book i don't remember exactly but I know, you know, it have it would have some info that we knew, but you know, it was just filled with facts, some that we didn't know. And I remember specifically one time it said that at the exit of the haunted mansion in the cement, you can find, uh, you know, Master Gracie's engagement ring or something like that. Um, so we read it in the book, and of course, we go to the Magic Kingdom, and when we go on haunted mansion, we're looking around the concrete exit, you know, trying to find the ring, and there it was, and. Again, it's just another example of of how cool we felt because we knew all this, you know, Disney World information and random facts that like other people didn't know. So we felt so cool. Uh, It was a family affair, all of us just looking around, like trying to find this ring in the cement. You know, I will say nowadays it's, you know, it's just not the same. Like it's hard to find unknown or or random Disney trivia that you haven't heard yet. You know, all those unknown facts are kind of known now. You know with the internet and just years that have gone by that you know you hear stuff if if you're a big disney fan uh you know like like i am and i'm sure most of you are you know then we kind of already know uh those random facts so you know after after getting the hidden mickey books and the the disney trivia and random fact books like now like every time we went to the bookstore we we wanted to get something and i remember getting Again, it was like a smaller type book and it was like the the Imagineers Field Guide and they had like a bunch of different versions. They had a Magic Kingdom version, they had Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and I wanna say Disneyland. And um, I remember like the bookstore, like I could never find them all at once. So like first we got like the Magic Kingdom one. And I loved those books because they were filled with like imagineering stuff. So like how they built the parks and how they built the attractions and all this like behind the scenes stuff. And it was a very easy read because it was, um, you know, the way they just broke it down and had pictures and schematics. And it it was great to be able to read about how they built certain attractions and then see pictures of them, you know, building animatronics or, you know, you know how they built the tree of life and stuff like that. It, It was, so interesting to me as a kid and like a huge Disney fan I didn't have YouTube and we didn't have all these Disney documentaries like at our fingertips now this is right around the same time where they started to air you know Disney type documentaries on TV and it would only be like on the History Channel or the Travel Channel and they do um, a little bit on like the Disney parks and the big one I remember 
was on History Channel, and it was modern marvels, you know, like behind the scenes of Disney World, and it went through, you know, the creation of Disney World. And it was around this time or maybe after, um, but that's like kind of where we got our, our info and background stuff on how they actually built the parks. I have to give my parents some credit in uh, getting me into Disney World books too. You know, my mom, um, you know, she used to read from time to time, but she was really into kind of more of the collecting of books. Uh, and my dad is a big reader still to this day. Uh, every Christmas he always asks for books still. And, you know, he reads a little bit of everything. He's big into like space and NASA type stuff and sports biographies. But he's also into books about Disney and Disney World, you know, and everything related to that. He'll read books about, you know, animators and Imagineers and, uh, you know, CEOs. And he kind of likes all that behind the scenes stuff of not just Walt, but like the other big key characters, you know, that played a role in the creation and development of Walt Disney World. So, you know, I kind of get uh, my love of Disney books from them too. I remember being a kid, I was probably like five years old, maybe a little older, and Roy Disney was coming to, uh, you know, a town maybe, you know, 20 minutes away uh, to a Disney store at the mall. And uh, I think he had just released the book uh, or some sort of appearance. And I went with my sister and my mom. She brought us and we stood in line for what seemed like hours at the mall just to uh, wait in line and meet Roy Disney. And uh, she had him autograph a book. Uh, we got to meet him, shake his hand and you know, I wish, I wish I was a little older so I could remember and appreciate that more. That was a big deal. Um, so that's what she was kind of into, kind of, you know, getting books and then having either like the authors or the celebrities, you know, sign them and just kind of having them as like a collectible. Um, I should clarify that was Roy E. Disney. He was the son of Roy Disney, Walt's brother, you know, who kind of helped found the company and Disneyland and really helped, uh, you know, get the creation of Disney World, you know, going once Walt passed away. So, you know, really the only other types of Disney books I was into as a kid, um, but I wish I was into them more. It was, I want to say I was, you know, kind of in high school at the time, you know, maybe around like that 16 year old age. And they released a series of books uh, called Kingdom Keepers. And it was, you know, kind of meant for kids my age and it was like an adventure type book, kind of based on, you know, fantasy, but also on Disney World as well. And, you know, I didn't really get into them. I, at that point, I was starting to get a little older and kind of drifted away from, you know, reading books. Um, but I did have one of them. And I remember at my first job, I used to work security and um, I would bring stuff to keep me busy. And uh, I brought one of the books the one time and I, I remember reading it and I remember liking it. And I just never followed through with the rest of the series. But uh that was always a series of books I thought would have made a good show or movie, so maybe one day. So I've talked about the Disney books I enjoyed as a kid, you know, what kind of got me into the Disney books, my parents being, you know, fans of Disney-type books and collecting them and, and everything. So it's only fitting to talk about me now, present day, and my love of Disney books. You know, like I said, I still am not the biggest reader, um, but there's two things. First of all... There is a book, it's my all-time favorite, and there's a little story that goes along with it. But before we get into that, I want to talk about how I've really grown into collecting Disney books. Now, I like collecting in general. Sports memorabilia, cards, 
Um, I collect a lot of nerdy things like that. I have a lot of Marvel stuff. I have a lot of like 90s type retro stuff, whether it's toys, action figures, sports related stuff. Um, within the last maybe five years, I've really got into collecting. I don't know what, you know, why. Uh, it's just something I enjoy. Um, especially during the pandemic, I really got into collecting 90s based kind of toys and action figures and stuff I had as a kid now. You know, I just like having it and, you know, as of now, just having it on display. Now, along with collecting all the retro stuff and, and sports stuff, I also got into collecting Disney stuff. Now, a lot of it was kind of retro Disney stuff, whether it's park maps or, or T-shirts, clothing. But part of that, I started collecting Disney books. Why? <laughs> I don't know. But let's, let's talk it out here. Uh, I mentioned earlier in the podcast about those like Birnbaum uh, travel guides, the Disney World travel guides, you know, there's a bunch of different brands, but you know, every year they would just make a new copy and just update it, you know, as need be. And for whatever reason, I was at a bookstore, I think it's half price books here in the Chicagoland area. And, you know, I was looking through the shelves and they had a Walt Disney World guide, uh, you know, travel guide from 2008. And it was like $2.99. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to get this. I don't know why, but I, but I did. I bought it. And looking back, I'm like, oh, great. That's perfect. That'll make, you know, uh, a good reference for when I talk, you know, about Disney World and on the podcast from 2008. But at the time, I didn't have a podcast. And, and I was like, you know what? I wonder if there's like older ones available. So I went online on eBay and I bought a bunch of older uh, Disney, you know, family planning guidebooks. I bought 1992 because that's the first year that I ever went. Uh, I bought 1996 because that was the 25th anniversary. And I bought 2000 because that was the, uh, the millennium celebration. And it's just so like, uh, just stick with me here as I nerd out, but it is so cool you know, reading these books from like 1992 and seeing, you know, park prices were different and how cheap it was. And, you know, they list all the attractions and it's crazy to think about all the attractions that are now gone. And I love just looking back and reading about that stuff. And, you know, I, it's just kind of a, a personal nostalgic thing that I enjoy, you know, and uh, the 1996 one, and you could read about like what the, what Disney was doing for the 25th anniversary celebration they talk about the castle cake and same thing with 2000 the millennium celebration the special shows and stuff that they added and you know I, I just like collecting the ones that have like sentimental value to me like that so you know I got the 2008 one because uh, that's the one I've talked about I went went on vacation and you know my family let me bring my best friend with me as kind of like a high school graduation gift and you know you know looking back that's going to be great because uh you know, I want to have him on the podcast. We're going to talk about our 2008 uh, Disney vacation. Now I have, you know, something to reference. You know, and also, you know, for this podcast, I'd love to do, if you're a fan of uh, WDW Radio, he he does a, a series called The Wayback Machine, where he, you know, they go back to a certain year and they just kind of go over how, you know, how Disney was at that time during that year. Like, you know, what parks they had, what attractions were open, different restaurants. And I, uh, I would love to do something similar to that. You know, just have a whole episode based on, you know, Disney World 1992 and just kind of go through. 
you know, this was the park, this was the park admission, this is how much it costs, this, these were some of the rides, these were the hotels, this is what was new, and I just think it would kind of be fun, and, you know, I just, for whatever reason, I just like collecting those books. Now, on to the types of books that I enjoy reading now, that I'm older, I'm an adult, you know, and I find myself being interested in the, in the same books that my dad has always had an interest in. Um, you know, I, I find the stories uh, behind the scenes about the Imagineers and, you know, about the CEOs. Like, there's a good book about uh, Iger, and I find that stuff interesting. But my favorite Disney book of all time is called Project Future. It's by Chad Denver Emerson. Um, it's basically the inside story behind the creation of Disney World. It's from 2010. And there's a little story behind this and, and, you know, maybe why it's my favorite. So back in 2016, I unfortunately found out that I had cancer. And this was, a, this was a, obviously a big, big moment in my life. And, you know, there's different ways of dealing with it and coping with it. And I had to go for a bunch of surgeries and tests and all this type of stuff. And in this time, at some point, for some reason... Uh, I decided I, I wanted a book. I had a lot of downtime. I couldn't work. Um, you, know, you can only play so much, uh, so much PlayStation uh, before you get bored. And you know, a lot of times I'd have to go in for like these these doctor visits and tests and stuff, and a lot of waiting around in waiting rooms and stuff. And obviously, I you know, I could bring my phone and you know and kind of play with that. But I wanted a book, something I could read, you know, during this time. So I went on uh, Amazon and I just started looking up Disney World books and I found this one, Project Future. And I remember, you know, I remember the, when I first started reading it, it was before one of my, one of my tests, I had to do a, uh, a type of uh, CAT scan type thing. Um, and this test is basically, they give me like this special stuff and they put it like in an IV and I have to wait, you know, like 30 to 40 minutes before you know, I can start the, the scanning. So in that 30 to 40 minute window where I'm just sitting there with, you know, my mind racing, I started reading this book. And just right away when I started reading like that first chapter, I was, I was in, I was so drawn in. I was so intrigued and, you know, it really took my mind off of everything. I remember reading the book for that 30 to 40 minutes and, you know, when it was my turn to start the scanning, I was like, oh man, I got to, I don't think, can I bring this book in with me? You know, I, I just wanted to keep reading. And I hadn't had that in such a long time. I haven't, you know, gotten into a book like that, you know. And I, I think most of us, you know, we know for the most part the basic history and story behind the creation of Walt Disney World. We've seen the documentaries. We've heard, you know, the, the basic backstory of, you know, how Walt, you know, picked Orlando. And then, you know, it was a lot of just swamp and nothingness and he turned it into, you know, Disney World. But this book just did a, just such a, great job of telling that story from the beginning. You know, I believe chapter one is called The Search Begins. It was, you know, 1959. Disneyland had been open for years now, and, you know, Walt wanted a, uh, an East Coast Disney. And, you know, it goes into detail on the potential sites he wanted. You know, reading this book, like, you, you really do realize that Walt was close to building a Disney World not in Florida, you know, he was close and had meetings with other states and areas. And you know, I think some of them were like Texas and Virginia. And, you know, St. Louis was an interesting one. I believe the, the plan for St. Louis, 
It was going to be all indoors. It was going to be almost like a shopping center with like different levels. You know, it kind of sounds uh, kind of like Disney Quest in that like each floor was like a different themed kind of, you know, floor. That was kind of the plan for the St. Louis ones because of the weather. You know, it would have had to all be indoors and, you know, each level of the building would have been themed after, after like a different land. And I, if I'm remembering correctly, that deal fell apart partly because Anheuser-Busch was going to be a part of it. And they wanted to be able to sell, obviously, their beer there. And Walt said no. You know, obviously, times have changed. And, you know, you can buy alcohol at Disney World now. And, you know, just, you know, example of uh, a story I didn't know that I learned from reading this book. And, you know, why it's my favorite. And, you know, obviously... It's, you know, my favorite because I found it interesting and stuff, but also because of, you know, when I read it during my life, it was a point where I needed something to, you know, take my mind off things. And that's what it did. You know, just talking about this makes me want to go back and uh, reread the book. So that's probably what I'm going to do here in the uh, upcoming weeks. But that's my favorite book. Uh, I have a couple other ones that uh, I want to read as well. Uh, I have one. Actually, I got it for my dad for, I think, either his birthday or Christmas. It's all about, like, behind the scenes of the Haunted Mansion. Uh, so I, I definitely want to read that one. And then there's one about Mike Leisner, the former head of Walt Disney World. And, uh, you know, he's he's pretty much, you know, the responsible for the Disney decade, which is my favorite uh, Disney era. So another one I hope to read soon. And before we wrap things up on Instagram. I sent out a story asking you guys for your favorite Disney books or, you know, recommendations for Disney books to read. So let's get into those. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I asked you guys, what are your favorite books on Disney, Disney-related books, or suggestions? Got a lot of good responses, a couple ones that I have already mentioned. Now, the first one we got to get out of the way, because a lot of people suggested this one, is Kingdom Keepers. Now, I brought this up earlier. It's a book uh, around like the 2010s is what someone said it came out. Um, and it's about the like attraction characters coming to life, and it's like... Uh, you know, an adventure-type book series, like I said, would make a great show or movie. Um, imagine being in Small World and, like, the characters coming alive and maybe being uh, a little bit evil. But uh, Brendan Hammond, Safa Nasimzada, Indiana James, Emma Childers, and Miss P1022, you guys all suggested or said that Kingdom Keepers was your favorite. And... Uh, one of you guys also said that they used to sell them in the parks, which I do remember now. They do sell them in the parks, or they used to. Um, I'm not sure why they stopped. And this is something I may go back and maybe buy uh, some of the books. Even if I don't read them, I think it would be cool for the collection. I just talked about that. It reminded me of, you know, recently in the parks, they started selling, like, attraction-themed comic books. I was never really into comics, but I do love, like, the front covers of comic books, if that makes sense. I love like the illustrations on the cover, especially if it's something I like. 
Um, I have a few Marvel ones and superhero ones, and I do have a few older Disney ones too, with like Donald Duck or Mickey Mouse. But I know they have like a, a Journey into Imagination series with the Dreamfinder and Figment. And I believe there's like a Thunder Mountain one as well. That's something I'm gonna have to look into. NM Gypsy said, Through the Looking Glass. I believe that kind of sounds like Alice in Wonderland, maybe? 72 Grand Trino says that uh, his eight-year-old uh, enjoys the Never Girls. Maybe that's uh, Peter Pan related. Aaron J. Andrews says to Pixar and beyond. It's all about behind the scenes on Pixar, which sounds pretty interesting. Something that uh, I would enjoy reading, being a fan of Pixar movies and just kind of, you know, movies and animation in general. Brandon Moy says Ride of a Lifetime by Bob Iger. I have heard of this one. I think maybe my dad has talked about this one with me. Uh, this is one I'm definitely interested in after, and I want to read the one about Michael Eisner first, uh, but this one about Bob Iger sounds pretty good too. Theme Park Snacks says the Disney Food Blog Food Guides. That sounds that sounds pretty good. That sounds like that'll make me uh, hungry reading. I know um, I know there's some Disney like type cookbooks out there because I got my sister one for her birthday this summer. It's a uh, Disney Parks like food and snacks cookbooks. You can make stuff you know that you would see in the parks. C W P L A X twenty five. I still don't know how to say your name correctly, so I'm sorry. Disney's Animal Kingdom and unofficial history. Now this one I'm definitely gonna look into. Uh, the creation and like behind the scenes of Animal Kingdom has always interested me. I love how they developed it and what it was supposed to be with like the uh, was a beastly kingdom was supposed to be a part of it. And uh, that has just always interested me. So I'm going to look into that one for sure. Ben Grill 11 says Tales from the Haunted Mansion. I believe that's the same one I have or you know, that my uh, my dad has read. Under a Tooth says the Disney book, a celebration of the world of Disney. Little Obs says Holiday Magic at the Disney Parks. Said more of a like coffee table type book, but those are always fun too, just to kind of, you know, glance through, look at pictures maybe. AG LaFrance 16 says Walt Disney's Epcot Center. Definitely got to look into this one. If it's all about, you know, behind the scenes of Epcot, I'm, uh, I'm in for sure. Z Kleiman says Peter and the Starcatcher series. I'm gonna guess that's maybe about Peter Pan or Neverland and sounds like a, a fun book or series. EMS Kinner 23 says Captain Marvel. It's more about uh, you know the character and her being in the Air Force. That sounds pretty good. I'm a huge uh, Marvel fan. You know, it probably goes more in depth about her character uh, than the movie did. Aubrey Marie 619 says uh, Magic Journey by Ken Rafferty. Um, I believe I already looked this one up because it sounded interesting already. It's about like Imagineering, uh, which is always fun and always you know, <laughs> reminds me of when I was a kid and wanted to be an Imagineer. And for our last one, Miss P1022 says Hocus Pocus and the sequel. Now, I didn't know that there was a, uh, a sequel to Hocus Pocus. I don't know. Is that new? Has that always been around? I, I think they're making a second Hocus Pocus movie, right? Uh, so, you know, Perfect timing, Halloween time, I uh, can go back and uh, read the Hocus Pocus book. Thank you guys again for sending in your suggestions and your favorites and interacting uh, with me on Instagram. If there's one that I missed or you, know, you have suggestions or ones that are favorite or you know anything like that, 
shoot me a message on Instagram, Disney World Today, if you're not following me already. I always try to respond to everyone. Uh, you know, I'm not some big uh, celebrity superstar that doesn't read DMs or anything. So, like I said, I always love talking Disney with you guys. And that's about it for this week's episode. This is a fun one. Like I said, I think I'm actually going to go back and uh, reread Project Future now. Um, also going to look into some of the some of the entries you guys sent in, you know, about like Animal Kingdom and Epcot, uh, the Haunted Mansion book, and Kingdom Keepers I'm going to look into as well. But this was fun. Love talking Disney. If you're listening to this on your iPhone, uh, do me a favor, head over to my iTunes uh, podcast homepage or whatever it is. Give me a little five-star rating. If you leave me a review, I'll make sure I give you a shout-out first thing on the next episode. Uh, I could use a few more uh, five-star ratings now that 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 fan left me a one-star with no review. Back in my feels about that one. But it's okay. We move on. Uh, Again, thank you for listening. I hope everyone has a magical day as we push closer until Halloween and, and fall. And always remember, it all started with a mouse.